Old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again. This is the Old Trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis. My mailing address is the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And I wish you would uh, let me know that you're listening. Do my heart good if you're listening. And just let me know. Just let me know. Send me a little postcard. That's all it takes. Let me know that you're listening. Say, Trailblazer, I'm listening to the to you. I may not agree with everything you say, but I'm listening to you. And I hope the Lord will bless you and keep you. And if you would, I appreciate that. Many folks do that thing. We're bringing you a study now, have been. We're looking at uh, the RSV Bible, the error, the erroneous uh, interpretation or translation of the Bible. And we're coming down there now into the 24th chapter of Matthew which is the Olivet Discourse. We want to see you. We want to show you when Christ's disciples asked him for a sign of his coming, Christ said that there would be wars and rumors of wars, famines, pestilence, earthquakes, false prophets, and then listen, iniquity shall abound. Oh, my friend, iniquity shall abound. That's what's abounding now. Look at our political government. Look at our social government. Look at our educational government. All of those things. He said, when these signs, when you see these signs, you may know that the time is near and you can look for my coming. That's right. Are you looking for the Lord's coming? Are you uh, looking at how, how much you can store away in your 401k for your old age? My friend, you may not get to old age. I tell you, only thing, my friend, that you can carry to heaven with you is what you've given away. Would you think about that? I have I have folks and acquaintances and business people whom I know that are piling up money for their old age. I know a few now who took a bath on the stock market and they they oh listen my friend they saw the error there they saw that but listen in in Second Thessalonians chapter two we read in the study previous verses three and four Paul said that Christ will not come except there come a falling away first. Falling away, it simply means that apostasy and placed here just before the coming of our Lord. I said in the last study, the Lord set set aside a time for that falling away. How long will it last? I don't know. We're there now. We're in that falling away now. Folks ask me about the Antichrist. I said, no, he's not on the scene now, but his spirit is here. But listen, that falling away means the great apostasy. And it tells that Christ, the same thing that Christ spoke of when he said, iniquity shall abound. Now, you know what iniquity means? Lawlessness. Now, my friend, every large city and small city that I know of, that I have folks live there, they tell me, and I know for a first, first uh, hand information, that there's lawlessness in our city here. The question is, what is the great apostasy? The word apostasy means faithlessness in God, no faith in God, no faith to God. It also means impenitence or unrepentance in sin. Oh, we don't want to talk about repentance, do we? I have folks tell me, we don't We don't go there. We don't go there. Well, my friend, the scripture says, except ye repent. Oh, Trevelyan, you preach repentance? I sure do. I sure do. Why? Because the Lord's called it. And I brought a message last Wednesday night on this subject. Repentance and remission of sin shall be preached throughout the land. Now, my friend, just repentance would be terrible, wouldn't it? Repent or perish, but it says remission. 
There's remission of sin. There's forgiveness. All of these messages that I bring are designed to be used of the Holy Spirit to awaken folks to their lost condition and that they might see that there is remission of sin, forgiveness of sin, pardon of sin available. I don't bring you doom and gloom, my friend. I don't bring you keep the law. I don't mean, I don't believe that. I believe that the Lord shows us our hearts enough of it that we would turn to God from our sins. Now, we don't turn from our sins to God. We turn to God from our sins. That's right. That's right, my friend. Oh, listen. The word impenitence also means uh, coolness towards the thing spiritual. We have folks now who have no regard for spiritual things. We have folks who have no regard for, for even years and years ago, folks respected the church houses. They, uh, we have folks come and sit in, in on the steps of our uh, sanctuary and drink beer and eat chicken and throw the bones in the street and throw the bottle in the sidewalk. They, don't, they know it's a church sign right there on the front of it. So once in a while, I go ask them to move. I said, this is God's house. We have a storehouse for the needy over here where we help the poor people, help the down and outs, and we have uh, derelicts come there and get a sandwich and a cup of coffee on a cold morning. And we have, sometimes we have young people come in there with a ring in their nose and a ring in their ear and a ring in their tongue and a ring in their belly button. And I asked them to leave. I said, go home. Go somewhere and get those things out of, your, out of yourself. This is God's house. This is the Lord's house. This is not a house of thieves. This is not a house of, of a harlotry. Oh, that's right. That's right, my friend. And then we have young women come in there with those things, shorts on up to their backside. And I have our workers give them a skirt, a wraparound skirt. Oh, it's not under the law. I'm not being under the law. No, it's decency. <clears throat> Common decency, my friend. What happened to common decency in our world? Do you want do you want our workers to be exposed to someone's nakedness? No, sir. No. You say, Pastor, where did all that come from? It's just rebellion, rebellion against God. That's right, my friend. Satan, Satan led Adam and Eve there in the Garden of Eden. They didn't have on any clothes, but they were clothed with the glory of God. But the minute that they sinned. They knew they were naked. Our folks don't know they're naked. I tell you, my friend, uh, I read, I see the paper, the ads for the latest clothes, young teenage girl clothes. You know, it costs a, a ton for those things. And they don't get nothing for their money because all, all they get is just a little skimpy, skimpy thing that's uh, not fitting to get on the street. But they parade themselves up and down the street. Now, I know that this is a, a lack, a lack of coolness it's a coolness towards things of the lord now christ said in matthew 24 12 the love of money the love of many oh yeah the love of money too but the love of many shall wax cold in second thessalonians he calls a great apostasy the falling away from the faith now let me say this unfaithfulness to god is the cause of all other sins as no man ever turns <coughs> turns to sin unless he first turns away from Christ. As we said in 2 Thessalonians 2, we find that the falling away or the great apostasy is directly connected with the man of sin 
and the rise of the Antichrist. If the great apostasy or the falling away from Christ and from faith is connected with the Antichrist, then what is, what is, and what will be the outstanding heresy underlying this great apostasy? The one outstanding underlying heresy of the great apostasy is modernism. Modernism. Now, what is modernism? <clears throat> At once we would say, that modernism is denying the virgin birth of Christ, and it is. Modernism is also ridiculing the miracles of the Bible. Modernism is scoffing at the Lord's return and denying the inspiration of the Scripture. Present-day modernists are merely repeating the infidelity of Voltaire and Thomas Paine and Robert G. Ingersoll and so forth. Modernism is also denying and making fun of the substitutionary death of Christ on the cross for sinners. Modernists always explain away blood redemption in Christ. The average individual today does not see anything new about present-day modernism. In view of that fact, the average religious individual today, including multitudes of preachers, many of who claim to be orthodox, they see nothing wrong with the revised standard version of the Bible. But present-day modernism goes deeper than just the denial of the virgin birth of Christ and the substitutionary death of Christ. It goes beyond ridiculing and making fun of the miracles of the Bible or scoffing at the Lord's return or denying the inspiration of the scriptures, modernism of today endorses a new belief. That and that doctrine is the doctrine of the Antichrist, which is that man can be God and that man is God. Now let me show you folks something here. When Satan approached Adam and Eve in the garden, he said, If you will eat of this fruit, your eyes will be open, and ye shall be as gods. Man believed that lie. That was the lie of Satan, and that is the doctrine of Antichrist. And ye shall be as God. Now, let me call your attention to something else. From the fall of man through all the centuries up until now, that doctrine has never set forth again. Listen, was never set forth again until here in the end time. Go back and study all the heresies of Satan that he's ever brought forth, and you will not find the doctrine of the Antichrist among any of them until you come to this present age, and that is man himself may occupy the temple of God and be worshipped as God. This is the religious doctrine of modernists of today. This is the doctrine that makes modernism different from all other heresies in all other ages. Did you see how near we are to the coming, the second coming or the rapture, my friend? Do you see how close we are to the rapture? Oh, listen, listen. Ever since Christ went back to heaven, men have risen up to deny the virgin birth of Christ. We'll look at that more in our next study, but I want to just take time out here to, to, to ask you would, you, would you ask the Lord to show you the truth about God, the truth of God's Word, and to get your Bible right in here for this little study on the revised versions of the Bible, where they've left out and added to the Word of God. It's, you don't have to be smart to, to see those things, my friend. No, and I, I, want you, I want you to be sure and go there and compare uh, that scripture that I mentioned earlier in the message at this time. And uh, in the NIV, based on uh, West Court and Hort, <laughs> it leaves out the blood, denies hell, Leaves out many scriptures, and then look especially there in in uh, Ezekiel chapter twenty three. Take your take your uh, regular 
a King James Version Bible, if you have one, and compare it to the NIV Bible there in Ezekiel 23. And then write me and tell me what you found. Tell me you don't see nothing wrong with it if that's what you think. Oh, my friend. I show this to many folks who come in here, look in the bookstore, looking for an NIV Bible, and I explain to them we don't sell them. And they want to know why. They said, our pastor said, get you a good NIV Bible. I said, well, there is no such a thing. And then I show them these verses of scriptures based on this little pamphlet I put together. And they are amazed. They say, you mean that's, you mean that's in this Bible? I said, well, we keep one here they can look at. But listen, Satan knows what he's doing, my friend, perverting the scriptures. If if you don't know, the Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you never hear the truth, you won't ever be saved. I tell my folks here, if you don't read God's word, you won't ever be saved. You you can put that down in your pipe and smoke it. The old trailblazer knows what he's talking about. But listen, what what is the gospel? Christ died for sinners. How are you going to hear that if they pervert all of the, all of the uh, scriptures and based on modernism, based on the Antichrist? But my friend, the Bible says, and you, and you hath he quickened who were dead. Man is dead by nature. You need all the help you can get, my friend. You need God's word, the true word of God, day in and day out. So don't be deceived. But if you would, write me. And I'll send you this little pamphlet. And then I'll pray for you. Yes, write me and say, pray for me, Pastor. I want to know the truth. This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis. I get weary sometimes and seem like I'm beating my head against the wall. But you, you know what? God's still on the throne. He is. He said he's able to do abundantly, above, exceedingly above all that we could ask or think. Remember, my mailing address is the old trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you to listen to the live Sunday morning Bible School of the Air and morning worship hour broadcasts from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. These broadcasts are available on the Radio Missions Internet Radio Station. For more information, visit our website at radiomissions.org or call the church office at 225-664-8658.